welcome to the Love Anarchy podcast in the Relationship Rebellion, where we go deep about love, dating, and relationships. I'm your host, Andrea Atherton, going solo with you today to talk about listening, to talk about active listening and mindful listening. We really think that we're good listeners for the most part, but we listen very, very little, and we're not taught skills to listen. Um, One of the most important parts of communication is listening and hearing somebody and seeking to understand another person your boss, your siblings, your parents, but most of all, your significant others. That is where our feelings really get hurt when we're not heard or we're not understood or our partner's not trying to understand us. So what is active listening? Well, I could tell you what it's not. It's not just about hearing someone. And by the way, sorry, I have a little bit of a cold. So if you hear some sniffles or my voice sounds a little strange, that's why. So active listening is not just about hearing someone. It's about holding space so someone can express their thoughts and their feelings. We all need to be seen and heard. It is so important. It's one of the most important things. I'm thinking about being on call at Mental Health Connections years ago. And this woman kept talking and talking and talking and talking. And she wasn't listening to anything that I was saying. But I think she just needed to be heard. And when I just started doing mindful listening or active listening back... She calmed down. And this often happens with with our kids, with our significant others. It is like magic. So we want to be heard and understood about our personal experiences. And listening being the key component in communication is really what deepens our relationships and creates empathy in our relationships. Given all the listening that we do to podcasts, to music, to everything going on. And yes, we are over inundated with um, listening and stimuli to listen to. You think we'd be good at it. But most of us are not, like I said. And the research suggests that we really only remember between 25% and 50% on a good day, of what we hear. When you talk to your boss, colleagues, customers, or spouse for 10 minutes, they pay attention than less than half the conversation and half the conversation on a good day. You've likely been there where your feelings have gotten hurt or you've gotten a little miffed when you didn't feel listened to. You're sharing something important, but the person you're talking to is focused on anything but your words, and you can tell by their body language, by their eye contact, by 
their engagement in the conversation. They're looking at their phone. They're looking around the room. They are totally not engaged. You might walk away feeling pretty unsatisfied or worse, unseen or unimportant, not worth their time to create that space to listen to you. This can cause so much damage in our intimate relationships, although it can also cause conflict in our parenting and even our workplace. Listening takes patience and motivation, and it is a skill that you need to develop. It also takes self-awareness of your own ability to communicate, your communication styles, and your shortcomings in communication, and your ability to hold space for others to talk. For example, as a coach, I have to listen on many levels all at one time. I need to understand my client and what they want to accomplish and to always assess where they are at or where they may have blind spots in their ability to get to their goals. To be honest, after a day of listening to others, I may not have much bandwidth for my loved ones, for my family, for my close friends, my mother. For me, I know I need to take a break after work and reset my mind. I wasn't always aware of this, that I needed that. I thought I was okay, but sometimes my significant other would complain that I had my therapist hat on or that I had my coach hat on, that I was trying to problem solve and I was trying to be a therapist. And I realized I needed that time to transition into my intimate relationships. I wasn't, like I said, I wasn't always aware of this. My daughter called me out on it one time when I was not listening to her when she came home from school and needed to process her day. This was a ritual of hers that I really, I really embraced, but I wasn't totally present. I didn't have what I needed to be there and listen to her. And she called me out and she was right. And then I needed to create a change to enable me to be present. So I took that transitional mind break after work and then was able to be totally present with her. What are some reasons that we don't listen? What are some of the bad habits we might have developed? And you know what? We all have them. So be honest with yourself. Where do you fall short in the listening part of communication? Understanding why people struggle to listen can help improve your listening skills. And here are some that might be the culprits. 
First, your urge to tell your view or perspective. You know, standing there and something triggers a story or your perspective on something that you want to share and you're just thinking about that. When someone is sharing, we want to talk about ourselves and what's on our mind. We can interrupt to tell a similar story or say something about our experience related to the topic. We often think we are relating to others, but we are actually making it about ourselves rather than the other person and holding the space for them to talk. This is one bad habit that happens often. And look around and you'll see this culprit happening happening a lot and maybe you are doing it too. But it needs to be restrained if someone is talking and they need to be listened to. You want to give advice. When someone is sharing something that is upsetting or if the person is unhappy, of course we want them to be happy. It can be hard to listen to. Often you want the person to feel better. So you don't have to feel. You might be inclined to tell them how to solve their problem or source of upset and tell them not to feel a certain way. People don't like to be told how to feel, especially from a spouse or significant other. We know that it's not okay to say something like, Well, sorry your husband cheated on you. There's other fish in the sea. This gives the message to them that their feelings aren't valid or that their feelings are making you uncomfortable, which may be true. And leading into that, you just want everything to be okay. Sometimes it's unpleasant to be around somebody who's frustrated or upset especially if you care about that person. You might want to make their pain or frustration go away rather than holding space for their pain. For example, if someone tells you that they lost their jobs or were diagnosed with an illness, sometimes you'd rather not listen because it's uncomfortable and not listen to the details of their life circumstance. Sometimes you say, that's okay. You'll get through this. You're strong. Things will will look up. But again, that's shutting down somebody's feelings in that moment of what they're experiencing. Further down the road, sometimes you'll react emotionally. You'll get triggered Especially if you're feeling criticized, your emotions are triggered. And it's natural to get defensive and shut down your listening to what that person is saying. This can also happen if the person is talking about something you don't agree or strongly don't agree with that hits close to home. But also maybe similar to your unresolved issues or an issue that is unresolved between you and the person that is talking. 
An example is if I tell you that I don't like my mother much right now and I don't really want to talk to her right now because she said something really crappy to me and you have a great relationship with your mother and you don't feel anyone should have ill feelings toward their mother. It might make you upset and bring up feelings for you, although my perspective about my mother is valid. This is the big one. You're disinterested in the topic. And we have differences in how we look at things and what things are important to us. So even if someone is talking about something that feels important to them, it might not be interesting to you. Feeling bored is real. Feeling bored by the topic can make it a challenge to use these active, good listening skills. Maybe listening to your significant other's dissatisfaction about work again is boring you. Perhaps because you're listening without investment or interest. Maybe it's you. So a solution is to act like a detective. I ask men to do this, to use their detective skills when they're struggling to listen to their partners. Ask questions and become an active participant in the conversation. Your mind is somewhere else. Distractions, internal or external, they're hard to ignore. This is why people with ADHD often struggle the most with listening. Because it's really hard for them to take all that other external distractions and be able to push them away so they can listen. And sometimes people with ADHD can listen for a little while, but it's really hard for them not to be distracted by internal or external stimuli. And how many of you will react to a loud noise? Most of you, I would. And then if you're listening to live music or are at a crowded restaurant, it's challenging to carry on a conversation there. It's something to think about. Or you might find yourself, instead of listening, having your mind wander to things that are bothering you or that are on your to-do list. Maybe you're waiting on an important phone call and you struggle to be present because you're thinking about what you need to say or how the conversation's going to go. To keep the focus on the person who's talking, it's important to reduce the internal and external distractions and using tools that work best for you. This is a big one. And again, we all do it. All human. If you're human, you do it. You think you know what people are thinking or feeling. While people tend to think they communicate better 
with close friends rather than strangers. An older study found that sociologists believe that closeness can lead to this problem called closeness communication bias, an overestimation of how you communicate. These sociologists suggest that people actively pay attention to strangers' perspective because they don't know them that well. However, when it comes to our friends or loved ones, we rely more on our own perspective or assume that we understand what they are saying because we know them. We fill in the blanks. If you are close to someone, you need to listen even more intently. We have a tendency to think we know what they're going to say. So sometimes we interrupt them and say, yeah, I know what you mean, or you tune them out. So now we've assessed where we go wrong in listening And again, listening is so powerful. Not saying things in silence and pregnant pauses is so much more powerful than we think it is. But taking some small steps like, first, being mindful and paying attention, giving The person who's talking, your undivided attention, using eye contact and looking at them and taking that time to put aside your distracting thoughts or know when you're not in a space to be able to listen. Not mentally preparing a rebuttal or sharing something that you had happened to you. Find a place where the environmental factors aren't going to distract you and listen to the speaker's body language. Use more. Notice the things that they're not saying. Watch their body language and intuitively tap in there. And on your side, show that you are listening. Holding space again is using your own body language and subtle gestures that shows you're engaged. Um, If you think of the therapist tool, the, the nodding, the eye contact, smile, or mirror their facial expressions. Mirroring somebody's body language is a very powerful tool that shows that you are listening. And again, think about your your arms being uncrossed, your hands being open, legs being uncrossed, holding that energetic body language and posture space. And use really small verbal comments like, "Uh uh-huh, or yeah, or... Just little things that you intuitively feel that will keep them continuing and feeling that you are really listening 
and holding that space for them to continue to talk. Another one is providing feedback. Feedback isn't about your perceptions or your feelings. It's being that detective and summarizing what they have to say. Um, An example is what I'm hearing is that you feel really upset at your boss and you feel picked on by your boss. Another one is, sounds like you're saying this as a question is a great way to reflect back. And it helps them have space to clarify if you're wrong and how you're summarizing it. Ask questions to clarify certain points so you understand better. Like, when you say this, what exactly do you mean by that? Or what does this actually mean? Is this what you mean? You don't have to do it constantly, but summarizing the speaker's comments helps them hear reflected back to them what is coming out and supports them in their thought process and what they have to say. Another one is defer your comments or judgments on the situation about them, about other people or situations involved. It's an interruption and it wastes time. Having your opinion in there frustrates the person who's talking and limits the full understanding of what they have on their mind. Allow the person to finish each point before asking questions. Let them get everything out first. And don't interrupt with counter arguments or things that come up in your mind because when you're listening, it isn't about you. I often coach my clients when learning these communication skills, especially listening, to keep asking, is there more? Keep going. Encourage them to keep going and then ask them, is that it? And is it okay if I come back with what I'm seeing or what I'm feeling? Can I give you some advice? Or you can respond if it's about you and your relationship. You can respond about your feelings at that time. You can be the active speaker and the other person can take the turn being the active listener. And mindful active listening is really about encouraging respect and understanding. It is up to you as a listener to gather and gain information and that other person's perspective. You add nothing to what is going on by attacking the speaker or shutting them up or putting them down. 
you know what? And when it's your turn, you can be candid and open and honest in your response once they are done getting everything out. But also it's important that when you do, you do it respectively. You don't criticize, you don't belittle, and you say what you're feeling from your heart. And it's so important to treat the other person in a way that you would like to be treated or listened to. So there were some suggestions on becoming a better listener. And you can reflect back on your own ability to listen and watch yourself as you do listen and start implementing some of these tools little by little and it It's amazing how they work and how they help communication come to a resolution and how it calms somebody down when they are seen and heard. But a step up is mindful communication. So mindfulness is about being in the moment not being distracted by the past or the future, but taking what is in that moment. And this skill can be used in communication. And as you practice mindfulness with yourself and your own thoughts, it strengthens your ability to use your mindfulness skills in communication and being present and there for that person and holding that space. And when you are mindful in the moment, people can sense that. And that alone can be a powerful container for the person who is communicating to you. So I hope you enjoyed today's episode and seeing how passionate I am about listening and where I really think we fall short in communication. So listeners, I want to thank you for listening here on the Love Anarchy podcast in the Relationship Rebellion, where we go deep about love, relationships, and dating. And I'm your host, Andrea Atherton, dating and relationship coach. Please subscribe so you can be the first to know when a new episode is uploaded. And don't forget to tell your friends so they can listen too. I know you have a myriad of podcasts that you can listen to. So from the bottom of my heart, thank you for spending your time with me. And I'm going to leave you with my favorite short but sweet quote. Love is the only true power.